The following interview originally aired on KPOV 88.9 on the Tuesday Point. You can listen to The Point on KPOV each weekday at 9 a.m. on 88.9 FM in Central Oregon and kpov.org. We're very excited to be joined here by Juniper Rook uh, from Redmond, Redmond Proficiency Academy. She's done some incredible activism, starting from the age of 12, the first time uh, she called and was interviewed on the Tuesday Point after the Stoneman Douglas uh, tragic shooting, and she's been a great activist ever since. Uh, We just had her on a couple of months ago about a student walkout in Redmond. Uh, Juniper, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I wanted to start, if it's okay, with the activism that you, you started with, with the Stoneman Douglas shooting, because that was the first time we communicated. Yeah. What moved you to get started as an activist after that? I mean, I feel like being a super young person in that kind of area, it's hard to see how easily things can affect you. But being a student, obviously gun violence is something that's easily thought about. And being even in middle school and knowing that it's a possibility as a 12-year-old is scary, and that kind of fear just pushed me enough to want to do something about it. And so you called us, and we did an interview, which I really enjoyed, and I'm, I'm assuming you did too. Yeah. <laughs> but, and got on the air. So, And that was a, a walkout you were organizing back then. Yeah. How was the experience as as a young student organizing a student walkout? I mean, it was... It was hard. I did it mostly by myself, obviously with the help of my mom, but it was really hard to just, you know, know what to do. I had to get a lot of help from the people around me and also just no one really expected it. And it was hard seeing like people who didn't agree with it and the way I was treated because of it. But it was also nice seeing all the people that agreed with me. So it was kind of like a double sided coin. Yeah. um, And did did you have a pretty good group that walked out? Um, yeah, I think we had like 30 or 40 kids, and it was mostly older kids, but yeah, we had a lot of people walk out. All right, that sounds great. And so let's, we fast forward. Well, you know, the next time we talked was a couple of months ago about the about the uh, walkout, another walkout of, over gun safety and school safety. Was there any activism between those two times? We had a few years there. Um, yeah, actually, I took part in co-organizing a Stop Asian Hate rally in March of 2021 after all of the you know Asian violence that was happening. And we actually had a rally on the Peace Corner, and we had Phil Chang come and speak, and we had um, donations, and we ended up being able to donate over $100 to the Stop Asian Hate organization. And that's probably one of the most, like, the biggest thing I did in between the two walkouts. Uh, when you say the Peace Corner, where do you... So, uh, what is the Peace Corner? The Peace Corner is the corner, I think it's on Wall Street, the four-way intersection that most of the rallies happen at. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Just just wanted to, for people who might not know, yeah, the Peace Corner is uh, on Wall, and I think it's Newport. That yeah, I think it's Newport, yeah. Where the Bank of America is and the fountain. Yeah. Uh, commonly known as the Peace Corner. Those are your two, well, those two, and then then let's move forward to the walkout you organized just a couple of months ago. Yeah. So I feel like it honestly was not my idea to do the walkout, but another student, Isabel Richards, brought it to me, and I had mentioned that I had a past with, you know, doing walkouts to protest gun violence, and just I had helped in the past with other things like that. And she brought the idea, and we got some other kids involved from our saga group, and we ended up just putting it on. We waited till after winter break because, thinking about it, you know, this because of the Michigan, Michigan shooting, we decided to do this, and we wanted to wait because people would forget about it. Like, we mostly, almost always forget about 
school shootings and so we decided to wait a month or two and then do it after that to just keep the ball rolling keep people talking about it and keep the media attention on gun violence and there was a there was a weren't there some bills in the legislature that you were trying to were, were part of the walkout yeah one of them was keeping gun dealers honest act of 2021 and the other one was prosecuting gun crime saves lives act and they were both house bills and we had a letter writing campaign while at the walkout and we ended up getting signatures and sent them off to suzanne bonamici cliff benz and a few other of our legislators to help get the bill passed both of the bills passed and were they passed I honestly have no idea. I haven't heard anything back from any of the people we sent letters to. It's kind of just been radio silence. Okay. We haven't heard from a lot of people that we've tried to communicate with other than KPOV. (laughs) Well, okay. So it's not this radio silence. (laughs) No, no, not this radio silence. I know. know. Uh, Okay. So, well, we'll, we can look into that. We can figure out what those, whether those, what happened to those bills. That's something I'd be happy to research that for you. Okay. So. Now, if you don't mind, if we just sort of back up, right, in in your life, how you became an activist. And you've told a great story about with your mom. Um, Can you go into that, how how you ended up? And and we're going to get mom on (laughs) here in a minute. Uh, But, you know, how did you, like, uh, initially at a young age, very young age, you're you're still at a young age, get involved in activism? Um, I remember being like a very young child at the University of Oregon making pins with my mom in between classes and then just, you know, meeting all these people who had the exact same ideas as my mom did. And I was like, oh, these people feel the same way. These people are good people. I want to be those kinds of people. And my uncle Aaron has also been a super big role in just activism. That's been, you know, someone I can look up to. And he's just a driving force. And being able to see my mom and my uncle both being such strong and, you know, just amazing activists really just inspired me to do the same. And so, Mom, Kels, I, I, the, the question I have for you, we're going to hear a little mic noise as we shuffle things around. The question, I guess, for you is... What motivated you to be an activist? I guess that's first question, I suppose. Oh, sure. Well, it's kind of funny, Juniper, mentioning our kind of family um, history with activism. The first time I remember being very politically active, I was a little bit younger than Juniper, but um, it was when um, the U.S. invasion of Iraq happened. I was in um, probably eighth or ninth grade and my mom and I went to a peace rally in uh, my hometown and I remained active in the anti-war space throughout probably my high school years and then Juniper was born when I was a senior in high school I was two days after my 17th birthday she was kind of my partner in crime you know being a a young single parent um, we kind of grew up together and when I went to college, um, when I was 17, she went everywhere with me um, when she wasn't in daycare. <laughs> and I worked at the Women's Center at the University of Oregon. I was the editor of the magazine that we produced out of the Women's Center and um, the safety coordinator for a lot of our actions for Take Back the Night and things like that. So Juniper was in the offices, you know, in the evenings helping plan events and making buttons like she said we did a lot of stuff that was family focused and kid friendly so juniper was always welcome in those spaces and she came along to take back the night and yeah we just kind of started there i guess (laughs) 
certainly better than being, you know, kind of typically bewildered by all this at that age. It's great that you had an influence, and I think I wish a lot more kids had an opportunity to be a little less bewildered about all this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, bewildered, and then also inspired, which is which is when you said you admired these people and you wanted to be like these people. Yeah, and I, I that really that really got me. You know, I, I suppose it's it it shows a lot of things, it, not just in the world of activism, but the idea of of kids, you know, you have kids, young young children recognizing that positive attitude and the positive energy and wanting to wanting to join it at some point you know you you obviously have a lot of passion about all this stuff i mean can you talk about that and how it shaped you as a person and as an activist i feel like honestly being such a young person it's kind of like you don't have a voice ever and it's like you're leaving all of these things up to the people in power your legislators you know all these people in higher ends of government and just having I mean, I am a very outspoken and loud person. Having the courage and just the want to be heard has always driven me to have such a passion for these kinds of things because if no one else is going to do it, I'm going to be the one to do it. And being, you know, that kind of strong-willed personality has really just helped me just push for the things that I think should happen and the things that need to happen. And I feel like, you know, that's kind of just one of my biggest reasons. Does it bother you to feel alone? In that activity? I mean, not all the time. I feel like it just kind of depends. It depends on who you surround yourself with. I feel like there's been a lot of just, you know, more quiet. Like, people have just kind of given up in ways. And that makes it hard because it's kind of like, you know, do I just be the next one to stop? Because, like, I'm doing all these things. I have sports. I have school. I have this activism, you know, thing going on. And it's like sometimes I just want to just take a break. But... Taking a break is, it feels like selfish because I'm like, if I take a break, then is everyone else going to take a break too? Are we all just going to take a break? Is no one going to come back and fight for it? So I feel like, you know, it's good and it's bad. And it's definitely kind of alone sometimes because I don't really give up. I feel like I don't like losing. I'm very stubborn. And I feel like, you know, I'm not going to give up on this. And it's hard to see other people do that. I think it's... uh Typical of what Chris Hedges once said. He said, if all you can do is squeak, you got to squeak. Yeah. It's also really admirable that you're willing to keep going even when you feel like you're the only one doing it. I, I know that Redmond is, I don't know where you've lived other than Redmond, obviously, Eugene at some point at the University of Oregon. Uh, so I don't know if you have a, a comparison for this, but there's another issue about doing progressive activism in a rural conservative town. Right, and I see a big nod over there. So can you speak to that a a little bit? I mean, yeah, having a different opinion from the majority is always going to be kind of weird to people. I mean, we're talking about how the way I grew up really shaped me. The way that some of these kids have grown up has really shaped them. You know, they're growing up in a conservative household. They're not going to feel the same way that I did growing up in a college with a single mom at the Women's Center. It's going to be a different perspective. They're not going to feel the same way as I do. And you just have to honestly understand that these people are just angry because they don't, they're scared too. And you can't be mad at them because they're just, they're just saying what they've been taught. You know, they've been taught to think this way and they don't know anything different. And when people, you know, I get attacked online or people come up to me and do stuff like that, you just have to take it. You can't. You you can't just, like, give them that kind of response that they want. You can't be hateful back. You just have to take it because 
being the person that rises above is always going to be more admirable than the person who bites back. Yeah, I think one of the terms that <clears throat> I heard one of my neighbors use was reactionary. And I'm not so sure that Redmond is as much a conservative city as most people believe. I think that the reactionary people make it seem that way. But I, I think what we've seen most recently is there are more people in Redmond that share a lot of your views. And I'm happy to say that. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like the quiet majority i guess you could say but it's also it's just it's a hard place to live because you know like can i say this in front of this person are they gonna think that i'm weird because i say this or because i feel this way but sometimes you just have to stop caring what other people are gonna think about you or your activism and just do it anyways because people are always gonna have something to say about what you do and just doing it anyways is the best thing you can do i think new ideas bring a reaction yeah 100 <laughs> percent Definitely, especially young new ideas. <laughs> well, right, because people don't just just kind of assume, and, and this is an adult thing, and I do this for sure. That you know, I'm I've been around for this long, so surely I know better than people who haven't been around this long. Now, I have I hardly ever think that way anymore. <laughs> I've been I've been very fortunate to, with the young people that I've been around in my life, uh, but it, it's a common, it's a really common, I think, thought pattern. And it's very admirable for you, I think, to stand up to it and be willing to keep going despite it. And look what I wrote down. Being the person who rises above is better than being the person who bites back. I don't take notes in my interviews very often. <laughs> that will be used. Trust me. <laughs> something I write or something I say is going to have that in it. So I, I thank you for that. And I'm sure all of our listeners thank you for that little piece of uh, brilliance. There. There's so many of them, but that's the one I had time to write down. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. Um, so Juniper is a great activist. She wrote a letter to the Redmond City Council that she, she sent to them and um, – we have uh, sufficiently twisted her arm. <laughs> no, no, not really. She wants to read it, and of course, we don't engage in physical violence at KPLV. But, uh, but, but Juniper, we asked Juniper, and she wants to read the letter that she sent to the Redmond City Council. So take it away. Hello, my name is Juniper. I'm 16 and a sophomore at RPA. I'm a student athlete playing sports at Redmond High School. And I contributed to this community with my constant efforts urging this council and the Redmond School Board for the changes our community needs. After the last city council meeting and the recent Facebook drama, the adults sitting in front of me decided to hash out in front of the entire town. I am here to address the lack of professionalism and the lack of respect they have for those seats they are sitting in. In my famous Women in History class, I watched a video of a woman named KJ Brooks who went viral for speaking at a board meeting in Kansas City. I felt very inspired by her to speak at this meeting. If you don't know what was said in the video, she pretty much called, up, called out the lack of democracy in her area in Kansas City. So I'm here to do the same. As she stated in her comment, I'm not here to be nice and I don't wish to be respectable. I was unable to attend the last city council meeting because I had a basketball game in the Dallas and I'm unable to attend the one tonight. But either way, there are still some things I would like to address that were said at the last meeting. I am the kind of person who understands any person's right to protest, and anyone in this town or this country deserves that right, but I won't allow my peaceful protest to be compared to the protests outside of Redmond High School. At my protest, we didn't feel the need to bribe children to come up to us. There were no weapons with us. There were no grown men assaulting people. And before my protest, I met and worked with local police to make sure my protest was as safe and as peaceful as possible. So I'm asking the mayor, who downplayed and made excuses for the adults who put our safety in danger, to hold the grown adults to the same standard as he's attempting to hold me to. 
There is no comparison to my protest to the random adults standing on the sidewalk screaming about a mask. Masks aren't life and death, but the prevalence of gun violence in America is. The city council holds power, and people look to them for their opinions. So while you all have a little gossip session about me and my activism, you are making people think it is okay. While you continue to choose the side of irresponsible adults over the side of children who are asking for safer schools, you are allowing this behavior to continue. And you are proving you are against common sense gun reform and against safer schools. The members of this council say that they want a safer community and safer schools, but they are lying. You are sitting in that chair allowing adults to harass children while I am fighting for safer schools. We are not the same and we will never be. I honestly wasn't going to call out the unacceptable, unacceptable behavior this council has consistently shown week after week, but I'm not going to allow grown adults to speak poorly of me. I'm a full-time student athlete with a job. I am a contributing member to this community, and I deserve respect. So when you choose to respect me in the ways I'm trying to solve the issues in this community you are overlooking, you will gain the same respect from me. I'm going to close this comment by saying we are watching. Everyone is watching as you allow the democracy in Redmond to fade, and we are all watching the dumpster fire that is this council. I am 16 years old, and I don't have the time or the energy to do all of your jobs for you. I deserve to be inspired by my city council, and as of right now, I'm embarrassed. Take this as a warning that you are being watched by everyone in this community, and if they aren't willing to hold you accountable, I'll be the one to do so. Thank you for your time. That's Juniper Rook. KPOB is very proud to have her on the air. It's, uh, it's kind of an amazing moment. Um, so Juniper is a student at Redmond Proficiency Academy, a young activist, obviously quite eloquent. <laughs> and uh, thank you for... <laughs> yeah, of course. Definitely understands the term democracy. <laughs> yeah, and, and the ability to stand up to, to a group of adults like that as uh, phenomenal uh, Juniper. It raises up, and this is one of the things uh, that we, we talked about. Some of the things you said were obviously like these are the things you want to see the city council do, but also the impact on you and, and yeah. your fellow your fellow youth from their actions. And it, it brings me to ask about what, what has it been like to be a young queer activist in Redmond and as assertive as you are <laughs> like with a letter like that? Um, well, I feel like I also want to talk about why I actually sent that letter, letter to the council. Yes, please. The meeting, the, there's two meetings a month. The second week and the fourth week of the month, there are Tuesdays, there are meetings. I was unable to make it because I had a basketball game or something, and the Redmond City Council decided to compare my protest to the protest that happened outside of Redmond High School. If you didn't know what that protest outside of Redmond High School was, it was basically a people's rights hangout. And, and what is people's rights? People's rights is basically like a militia group. They're not very nice people. Sorry. I was being compared to that, so I decided to set the record straight. And I had actually also recently, well, not super recently, um, one of the Remen City Council members, Chrisana, had made some very transphobic comments online about South Dakota and how she was thankful that they were not allowing young women to play high school or collegiate sports because they were trans. So... She never apologized for it, and I had sent her a letter, and it was put in the Ben Bulletin, and I'm honestly just kind of appalled by the fact that, you know, you can make those comments and still be on the board, and after I sent that letter, she wanted an apology, and I'm not prepared to give her one. Well, I'm sure that was – I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a little speechless because I remember reading about that, and, and it, uh, it was very upsetting and, and remains, remains very upsetting. And I kind of can't believe what grown-ups say sometimes, but – but you are a, a young queer activist yourself, and so how has that affected your experience, or what has your experience been like? 
Well, I mean, it's obviously hard because I feel like people hear things about you that's different from what they believe in and they it's kind of like a weird thing about you but I don't think it's very weird and you know after hearing that and also just hearing about you know the recent bills in Florida and the one in I think it was Idaho and Texas it's hard to be a young queer activist right now because of all the backlash and like oh you can't say you're gay you can't play sports it's just like when does it end when can kids be kids and when can we just literally just be ourselves and I feel like you know being a young queer activist I feel like being a woman there's already things that people can use against me and you know sharing with people that I'm also queer is scary because I don't want that to be another reason for people to look down on me and not you know help me push forward in my activism because I'm queer yeah well right because of who you really are yeah and that's the thing right as a whole person uh, yeah, <laughs> and that, that that's the piece that's the piece for me that um, that one of the reasons I wanted to ask that because you know it, we really should I'm going to editorialize just for a second right respecting people for who they are for all of they are for their yeah. their whole being their whole person is really I mean that really is the way we should be again I'm editorializing uh, running our society and living and participating uh, in this world. And anything else is, uh, is to me, a failure of the heart. What are the challenges you face? Because I know you face a lot of challenges as a young activist. Can you talk a little bit about that? I mean, how how do adults react to you as, as an activist? I mean, it's kind of weird. I've experienced, obviously, some praise, but I've also, I can, sometimes people get uncomfortable when there's a young person doing things like this, and I feel like it's usually one or the other. It's either like, oh, that's amazing. I'm so proud you're doing that, or it's kind of like, oh okay it's yeah I don't know it's just I feel like people kind of look at me differently because it's like you know you're really doing this no one else is talking about this and a lot of I feel like it's scary to be someone talking about something like this because what if people don't listen what if people don't care and then it just kind of feels like a failure and it's just like you know it's hard because you know you get attacked online you people say stuff and it's just like it's kind of just tiring, honestly. And I wish that, you know, if I wanted, if I'm an activism and I'm doing these things, people could just respect that and support it or don't support it and just leave it at that. No more, like, you know, rude comments or just continuing to talk about it. Just leave it at that. Respond to the message rather than the messenger? Yeah, right? something, totally. Something along those lines. Um, and so I'm wondering, uh, Mom, I'm looking at, at Kels now, uh, what are your thoughts on all of this? Your daughter is an activist, yeah, um, I would be remiss to say I, if I were to say I'm not worried sometimes. Um, definitely, Juniper takes all the knocks that she gets verbally and you know virtually online. She that stuff kind of rolls off of her, but I do worry um, when I hear her name mentioned by you know people who are grown adults who really don't need to. Um, Due to a technical issue, the final few seconds of this live broadcast were not captured. We hope our listeners will accept our sincere apologies. More of Juniper's interview are available on KPOV's The Point Tuesday podcast. Thanks for listening to this KPOV podcast. KPOV is community radio for the high desert of Central Oregon. For more information and our program schedule, please visit kpov.org. 
We value your feedback. Drop us a note at podcasts at kpov.org.